Welcome to Areski's podcast, where we discuss the present, the past, and maybe the future of North Africa and the Sahel region. My name is Areski Daoud, and I am principal analyst at Mea Risk LLC, and I'm also the founder and editor of the North Africa Journal. Now, join me every week for a new episode that addresses the root causes of instability in the region and beyond, and let's see if we can find solutions to complex crises. Welcome again. Hello, let's talk business. Well, now that winter is upon us, can Algeria and Africa deliver more gas to France and Europe? At the beginning of September 2022, on television, a young French journalist from the Parisian newspaper drew a parallel between Algeria's gas production of about 90 billion cubic meters and the needs of the European Union, the EU, for Russian gas equivalent to 115 billion cubic meters. He then suggested that the order of magnitude was comparable and concluded that the solution to the Russian crisis, the gas crisis that is, hitting Europe was Algeria. Obviously, this is largely incorrect, at least over the next couple of years or so. Algeria's total gas production stands at approximately 130, 140 billion cubic meters, of which a part, about 30 to 40 billion, of that amount uh, is not marketed. It is re-injected uh, instead, and the purpose here is to maintain pressure on aging deposits. The Hassi Masoud oil field, which provides a good half of Algeria's crude production, is over 65 years old. Another part of the gas is burned on the spot, a rate which is among the highest in the world. There remains barely 100 billion cubic meters which are marketed. 49 billion goes to the very dynamic and fast-growing domestic consumption, in particular uh, for the production of electricity, uh, a growth that has been fueled by the, the low tariffs charged to, to users. Now, various attempts to raise output over the past decades have failed. Each time decision makers have retreated, and Abdelmajid Taboun, the current president, seems set to imitate his predecessors. With unemployment reaching or sort of approaching 15% of the active population and inflation breaking records, more than 10% expected this year, it would be political suicide to increase domestic energy prices. So now what remains of between 50 and 60 billion is available for export. Italy and Spain, the only two European countries connected to Algeria by gas pipelines, absorbed two-thirds of that volume with 27.26 billion to Italy and about 10.5 billion to Spain. Another part is exported by LNG carriers in the forms of liquefied natural gas, or LNG, approximately 17, uh, 17 billion cubic meters, distant for Turkey, of 48%, and five other countries, including France, which absorbs about 20%. During President Emmanuel Macron's visit uh, to, to Algeria at the end of uh, August 2022, there was much talk among those around him and among journalists about a 50% increase in volumes to France. 50%. The figure seems spectacular, 
But given the starting base of about 3 billion cubic meters, the proposed volume increase corresponds to an additional 1.5 billion cubic meters that represent an insignificant figure compared to France's needs of 41 billion. So in the short term, therefore, Algeria cannot be a replacement to Russia's gas, but in the medium term, it would be possible for it to increase its export by, by increasing its production of hydrocarbons. However, given the current investment climate in Algeria, raising output in the midterm is going to be very difficult and challenging. The state-owned uh, oil firm, Sonatrach, does not have the necessary capital to invest, and so partnering with foreign companies is inevitable. But under what conditions, you may ask? Well, since 2006 uh, and the failed liberal reform of the energy minister of then, Shakib Khalil, who, has, who is now sentenced to 20 years in prison in absentia for corruption, foreign partners have become rare. It was only in December 2019, a few months after the resignation of President of the Republic, then Abdelaziz Bouteflika, in the midst of a major political crisis, that a, a new oil law was quickly adopted, more accommodating to foreign parties in terms of taxation, an area where Algiers held a, a record worldwide, that of the highest taxation in the world. Now, in addition, Algerian law requires that Sonat Haq must hold 51% of the, of the license and the majority in the management committee, that is the board which oversees sort of the management of the project. The partner and Sonatrak each finance their share of the investment and recover it from sales once the discovery has been made. The only difference, but a major one, is that the foreign company assumes all the expenses for the project and only recovers its investment if the search is successful. Disagreements that are frequent, long, and difficult to overcome are mainly over accounts and the interpretation of the initial project, oh, sorry, production sharing agreement. Now, three contracts have been signed since 2019, one with the Chinese company China Petroleum and Chemical Corporation, known as Sinopec, another with the ENI, uh, or ENI of Italy, which will invest roughly $4 billion to, in, in a sud Burkin uh, permit and, and a 25-year extension of another contract between ENI, France's Total Energy, and the American Oxy. When analyzing these positions uh, on the Algerian uh, energy sector, French companies are at a major competitive disadvantage. Italy's ENI, for example, operates in a broad set of sectors, from exploration and production to distribution, making it a formidable competitor to the French, at least in the gas sector. French companies are, are not so strong so much so that the only energy company that sent its CEO with President Macron in, a visit, in his visit to Algeria was NG. Then again, NG is now just a distributor of gas after it sold its exploration production unit in 2017 to Britain's Neptune Energy. And so France will need to first find a suitable partner capable of working in Algeria and take some big investment risks. Algeria has a very bad reputation as an investment destination, forcing many major companies to leave. BP sold its assets to ENI, Petroceltics is going through litigation with Sonatrach, making investing or managing projects in Algeria very challenging. The Italians have also been active politically, lobbying the Algerians on energy issues in ways that no one else can match them. 
The then Prime Minister Mario Draghi was faster than his French counterparts in engaging with Algeria on the delivery of 9 billion cubic meters of gas starting next year, that is 2023. The deteriorating political relations between Algeria and Spain over the disputed Western Sahara territory may be a small opportunity for France to get the attention of Algiers, but Algeria has pledged not to disrupt its gas exports to Spain uh, if the latter was willing to accept a price increase, and guess what? Spain agreed on a price hike. Prior to 2022, global natural gas volumes were expected to increase marginally, but since the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, experts say production will drop 150 billion cubic meters this year and forecast a drop of 165 billion cubic meters in 2023 as Russia scales back its investment projects. The medium-term decline is even more striking. The average decline in global production between 22 and 30 is estimated at more than 200 billion cubic meters per year. Due to Russia's dominance in the oil and gas industry, its production scale back will clearly have some impact on consumers. Europe's attempt to wean itself off Russia's gas has placed it in a pretty precarious position. The region still has to import huge volumes of liquefied natural gas to meet its uh, energy needs, which is expected to grow by 20 to 40 million tons per year through 2030. Europe, wisely, has considered multiple strategies to replace the gas it was receiving from Russia, including obviously more imports from Africa. So, we expect to see gas from Algeria, from Egypt, from Nigeria to flow in increasing volumes to Europe. But here's the thing, a few other African countries are pursuing exciting long-term developments in natural gas that look set to help Europe break free from its dependence on Russian gas. Two East African nations, Tanzania and Mozambique, are building decent LNG capacity capable of sending large volumes of fuel to Europe, European markets. That's going to be towards the end of the decade. Uh, the Republic of Congo is working on a medium-scale modular project that could start uh, production a few years earlier than planned. Mauritania and Namibia are working on several entirely new projects, though still uh, in planning phase. In Angola, a group of large international companies plans to commission uh, new fields to facilitate uh, LNG production. There is more happening all over the continent, in Equatorial Guinea, in Senegal, in Mauritania. What we find quite striking is that amid campaigns for a carbon-neutral future, the quest for independence from Russia energy has softened Europe's stance on natural gas. European countries, which had been pressuring really hard for African nations to make a rapid transition from fossil fuels to renewable energy sources, have renewed interest in investing in African gas. Uh, the European Union has even started to refer to gas as green energy. Well, still, let's hope that these projects become a real catalyst to economic growth and social stability in Africa. Uh, these are big needs. Some of us will remain skeptical, though, as to the ability of African nations to manage their natural wealth. Uh, we published uh, an analysis last week that shows that despite a boost in demand for uranium uh, around the world to stimulate nuclear production, 
Niger, one of the world's biggest sources of uranium, is as poor as ever before. Niger supplies one-fifth of the European Union's uranium, but such position has led to no progress, and the country remains one of the poorest in the world. With that, thank you for listening, and until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening. To subscribe to our podcast series, please visit mea-risk.com slash audio. That is mea-risk.com slash audio to find out more. If you are interested in a six-month trial for our critical incident awareness and notification system, please visit shield-alert.com. That is shield-alert.com. Until our next podcast, thank you and goodbye.